Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Burns and Gambo starts now. Now. Straight up to the clock. On this Monday afternoon, good afternoon and welcome into today's edition of the Burns and Gambo Show here on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. My name is Dave Burns alongside the one, the only, John Gambadoro. Hi, Gambo! Bernsie, what's going on? Oh, what a weekend of playoff football. You got a moment that really stands was. out to you as your favorite moment where you went, oh man, this is just, this is, oh. I'm in heaven right now. My favorite moment. Did you have a favorite moment this weekend? Of the weekend. I sprung this on him, by the way, folks. He had no idea this was coming. I was just mo- like, looking yeah, to make no, chit-chat. So, I mean, I could go to every single game. Um, the Kittle catch was unbelievable. It's going to bounce off my right hand. It's going to pop up in the air. It's going to hit me in the face mask, and then I'm going to catch it. Yeah. I thought that was pretty. That was a pretty big moment. Um Nothing from Giants Eagles. Oh my God. my Giants! <laughs> I stopped watching that. I mean the Bengals time. game. You know, I, and I kept telling my wife like the, like the Bengals are going to win. Like no, it is still plenty. Like you don't. They're you know they're going to win. Once yeah. they went up by three scores, like they're going to win that football. I, game. I tell you that that's was going to be my answer to the question was when they went up fourteen nothing in like a, the blink of an eye yeah. against the Bills. I thought, oh my God, they're going to kill. They're going to kill them. They're going to kill Buffalo. Fourteen nothing. Bills look terrible. They're, they're going to just swallow them whole. I mean, just one bite. Boom, done. And and that that to me was my, oh okay. You know, this is this is the surprise of the weekend, right? This was the one thought. Like I thought the yeah. Bengals were going to win. I didn't think they were going to win like that. I, I mean, they convincingly, just convincingly, convincingly, Buffalo at home in the snow just humiliated them. They had the Demar Hamlin thing, and he's up there doing the th- all of that stuff. Um, all sorts of NFL playoff action that we're going to get into. We're going to cover each game extensively, exclusively. Talk oh, about what it means. You know, Arizona what? beating UCLA. I got <laughs> oh, that's not a football <laughs> that's one. Not, that's Down not football. goes number five yeah. UCLA. Uh, Down I, they go. I, I, you know, you didn't want to talk about them losing the USC the other no, day. No, I didn't. Or not? No, no not they lose. beat USC. No, what was it? What was it the day you didn't want to talk about? When they them. lost to Oregon. That's what it was. Okay, I couldn't remember. I get and, them and all. Washington State. I got them all jumbled. Yeah, that's right. I don't want to talk about them now. Yeah. But yeah, now sure. Now you want to talk about them? We were talking football. We are still talking football. Let's weigh in with our top story of the day here on the Burns and Gambo Show. Burns and Gambo, the weigh-in. Brought to you by Revitalize Weight Loss. Howard Bolzer was the first to report it. Ian Rampaport confirmed it. Source confirms. Sean Payton will interview with the Arizona Cardinals. His fourth this cycle. Uh, Apparently, according to Howard Balzer of PHNX Sports, sources tell me Sean Payton is meeting with the Cardinals on Thursday, So you would presume yes. this means the Cardinals will not have a coach until at least Thursday. You so would presume. They've interviewed uh, Ijero Ivaro, Brian Flores, Aaron Glenn, Vance Joseph, Dan Quinn, Frank Reich. Um, I, I haven't interviewed D'Amico Ryans. Sean Payton was, you know, we we knew Sean, we know Sean Payton is a candidate for several other jobs, but listen, I'm happy that the that the Cardinals are going to interview him, right? We talked about this last week. You got to interview him, like you don't reach out for permission to speak with him and then don't interview him. So he's going to interview with the Cardinals on Thursday. So you will probably, you know, I would think that we might have a coaching hire by Friday. It's very possible we have a coaching hire by Friday. Yeah. Now maybe they wait and they get through the weekend, but if they 
you know, if you if, if if the Cardinals and Sean Payton hit it off and he doesn't walk out of the building Thursday, we might find out Thursday night that he's getting hired by the Arizona Cardinals. Yeah, potentially. I, I mean, the only I, I would say the only hiccup in here to consider potentially is reports of a second interview with the Broncos this week. Jeff Duncan of the New Orleans Times Picayune reports that that uh, Sean Payton will have a second interview with the Broncos. Now, note the timing on this. A second interview with the Broncos on Wednesday. It's the first report of a candidate getting a second interview in Denver. Although Mike Kliz of KUSA reported late last week they want to have all three of their finalists back in for a second. Is it possible that the Broncos, after the second interview with Sean Payton, go, you're our guy, you're not leaving, we're locking the door, we're not letting you out until we come to an agreement on this, and he never makes it to Arizona for that first interview? That's always possible. It's possible. But listen, like I said, if I'm Sean Payton, I'm watching, I'm watching Joe Burrow, and I'm like, I don't want to be in the AFC. I'm good. Get me to the NFC. I'll take the NFC. Yeah. Brock Purdy and the Dak Prescott and Kyler Murray. and well, I, I would just... Again, I said this over and over again last week, and I truly believe this. Man, you are so much better off in the NFC than you are the AFC right now. You are so – if you're you're thinking about – if you, now, listen, if you're thinking about lifestyle and where you want to live and all that, I don't know. To each his own, right? I mean, Denver's probably a great place to live. Arizona's a great place to live. I mean, yeah. to each his own. But if you're thinking about, man, what is my best path? What is my easiest path? It ain't the AFC. I'm telling you that right now. Yeah. It's not in the AFC. That's funny. You know, and we'll get, like I say, we'll get into the playoffs a little bit later. I will tell you at some point yesterday during Bill's Bengals, I had the thought that what's going on in the AFC right now with Mahomes and Burroughs and Allen, Burrow, I should say, and Allen, is very similar, and I'm kind of date myself when I say this, but remember in the early 90s, and it was Steve Young, and it was Troy Aikman, and it was Brett Favre, and it was just like every year, it was going to be one of those guys and one of those teams. In, and the, in the 80s? In the, in the early 90s. Early All right, 90s, I'm talking okay. like 91 yeah. to 95. It felt like every year it was either going to be Favre or Aikman or Young. And then if you want to go 80s, you could go Montana, the Giants were dominant. They won two. Washington won a bunch, but they had a different quarterback different every quarter- freaking year. I'm talking about like the like, Bears just had the one year, but that was a defensive-oriented team. It felt like in the early 90s, the NFC had this trifecta of quarterbacks. You just weren't cracking that code, right? You Like, if you weren't one of those three teams with one of those three quarterbacks, you were screwed. And I kind of feel like the AFC with Burrow and Allen and Mahomes, and Mahomes that's what that conference is going to be Lawrence for is, the next I, 10 years. Yeah, Trevor Lawrence is good. Like, he's good. So to your point, Sean Payton could be looking at that go, yeah, I can coach up Russell Wilson. Yeah, but can you beat that? Can I win? Can you beat those guys right. in that conference? Twice a year. Yep. Yeah, I don't. I just. And, and we've, you didn't even mention Justin Herbert. Nope. Who might be as good, who not might better be as than good all if of not them. better than all of them. Yeah, get right. me. I don't want the AFC. Yeah. <laughs> no, thanks. Just I'm going to interview for the NFC jobs only if I'm Sean Payton. All right. So he's going to interview this week and we'll see how that goes. Um, he and this is uh, Jeff Duncan of, again, uh, the New Orleans Times Picayune, who tweeted out again a point of clarification on Sean Payton. He has not officially finalized his meeting time with the Broncos, but he does plan to fly to Denver Wednesday night in anticipation of meeting with the team there, presumably that night or on Thursday. So meeting with the Broncos Wednesday or Thursday sounds like a meeting with the Cardinals on Thursday. But that's not all when it comes to the Cardinals and the coaching search. Here's Jay Glazer yesterday 
on Fox's pregame show. 49ers defensive coordinator D'Amico Ryan, he's in demand for a head coaching job. And how about this? He actually had four job interviews lined up for yesterday, got through the first two, which were the Broncos and the Texans, and said, I'm going to cancel the other two because I have to get back and really focus on the Dallas Cowboys. So canceled on the Cardinals and then canceled on the Colts. Canceled? Canceled or po- postponed. postponed? Right. Kent Summers asked mm. that question on Twitter yesterday, and that's that, that there, there's so much more meaning in the wording if it's canceled or postponed. If it's postponed, I respect that. Like, listen, I can't be occupying all this time doing interviews. I got to try to beat the Cowboys and get us to the NFC Championship game. So I really respect that if that was the reasoning. Or maybe he feels like out of the two jobs, I'm going to get one of those two, and I feel really good about that, and I don't need to interview anywhere else. Yeah. Uh, Zach Kiefer, who covers the Colts, I believe for the Athletic or, or for the Indianapolis newspaper, I can't recall which, my apologies, tweeted out an important layer to the coaching search. According to NFL rules, teams cannot interview coaches still in the playoffs this, this week. week. Yeah, not at all. So you can't. Next Monday. The Cardinals cannot talk to no. D'Amico Ryans this week. Next he, Monday. So if it was postponed, it's going to have to be postponed until next Monday. Yeah, listen, I wait. I, you know, it, it all depends. Like, you know, you don't want to. If you find the guy, the right guy, you make the hire. Doesn't matter what day it is. If if it's, if it's Sean Payton on Friday, it's Sean Payton on Friday, or th- Thursday, whatever it is. You have to do it. Like there's even I, I was looking at so many stories. Should Mike McCarthy's latest playoff meltdown force the Cowboys to call Sean Payton? <laughs> you know, after the Cowboys melted down and lost yesterday, should they call Sean Payton and try to interview him? The fact is that nobody's hired anybody yet. No, this is taking a long time. Well, did you, I don't know if you were watching. This is taking some time. I don't know if you were watching Good Morning Football today, but Peter Schrager went on a rant for about two minutes in which he said, look, if I'm Jerry Jones, I'm going to Dan Quinn and I'm paying him whatever he wants to stay one more year as the defensive coordinator so I don't lose him as my next head coach now or a year from now. Like, Dan Quinn. You're the coach in waiting. You, you, are, you are my guy one year from now. Blank check, man. What do you want? What do you want to keep from going? Because I want to make sure you're here in case I need you a year from now when I get off this Mike McCarthy thing. Speaking of that, according to a report. So why not get off McCarthy now? I'm sorry? That's where Sean Payton comes in. Mm-hmm. If you're Jerry Jones, you've got all the You'll pay the $25 million salary. You're 100 years old. You want to win now? You know, if you, you, that, that's one guy that doesn't care about the whatever salary Sean Payton's going to want. No doubt about demand. it. Speaking of Dan Quinn, there has been a request for him to be interviewed by the Cardinals, according to a report that right. came out over the weekend. And then we haven't even gotten to the other big news today. According to reports, Brian Flores is interviewing with the Cardinals today. Yes. Now, again, That's a guy you like a lot. I like, like Brian, I like Brian, Brian Flores, Flores quite a bit. Is, I think, is he your number one guy? Uh, I believe, outside of Payton, After he's Payton? my number one guy. Okay. If not Sean Payton, I'd be very happy got, with he's Brian He's got Flores. NFL coaching experience. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he's obviously a, a really good defensive guy, which, you know, I'm in favor of. Yep. So he had success in Miami. He did have success in Miami. Two nine and seasons, eight. Ten win season. Did he, he got fired after what? Nine and eight? Yeah, yeah. Got nine, fired after, after, nine, after nine, nine wins. After a winning season, got fired. Not a bad name. Yeah. These, there's a lot of good names out there. I just, you know, I, I'm very reluctant to hire Peyton. And I don't care about the salary. I don't care if it's 10, if it's 15, 18, 20, 22 million. I don't care about that. That's Michael money. That doesn't affect us. I just care about what do you have to give up to get him to the Saints since they still own his rights. That is the question. When we come back on the Burns and Gambo show, well, look at that. The Phoenix Suns are going streaking. That's next on the Burns and Gambo show. Here it comes. Boogadab, boogadab. Here it comes. Boogadab, and Gambo. Afternoons on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. 
The street. What do you, what do you got that blank look on your face for? Oh, it's, trust me, my friend. You don't know me very well. Do you think this is my blank look? The streak. This is my WTF look. What do you mean? I've never heard this song in my life. You've never heard this song ever? No. Who is this? Ray Stevens. Okay. Never once in your whole life. Here it is. Here's the best part. Play this for a second. On the scene at the gas station, there seems to have been some disturbance here. Pardon me, sir. Did you see what happened? Yeah. I was just sitting here trying to get some air in my car there, and he disappeared. All right, you know what? I think I have heard this song. I was five, and I asked my dad to turn the station as quickly as he possibly could. I said, don't look at them! Too late! Dad, put on the Paul McCartney and wings, please, Dad. Keep it on Stevie Wonder, something, please. The streak! Your Phoenix Suns are streaking! They are streaking. Yes, they are streaking. Three games in a row. Got Chris Paul back last night, and damn, I'm watching that game. I'm watching that game, and I'm like, "Wow, Chris Paul can basket three pointer, three pointer, mid range jump shot." It was like, it was like vintage Chris Paul. It was great to see. First of all, it was great to see because I, I don't think there's any bigger question right now in my mind on what's going to happen with the Phoenix Suns than whether you whether you should bring Chris Paul back next year or not. Mm-hmm. I think that is the biggest question facing the future of the Phoenix Suns: is what the hell do you do with Chris Paul? He's missed a lot of games. He's got a thirty million dollar contract. You can get out for half the price. Sure. You know, so I don't know what you do. I really don't know. So I think getting him back and letting him play will ultimately decide whether you want to bring him back or not. He was special last night. He was vintage Chris Paul. He was perfect. He was great. He was hitting everything, making passes. He was really, really good last night. That first quarter was like, man, he just wanted to play so bad. 15 points in the first quarter, hit a three with about a second left. And it was it was just it was good to see. Yeah. It was good to see. They won three games in a row. That was a good win over Memphis. It took. I mean, they were up big, and Memphis made a huge comeback. Almost lost the damn game. But the story storyline out of that game was the play of Chris Paul. Yeah, I mean, look, you, you talk about the long term questions for the Suns. I think in the short term, the biggest question is Chris Paul because if he can play like that, if that's who he's going to be, yeah, the last thirty four games of the season and in the postseason, nobody's going to want to play him. It's a, then it's a no dangerous one's going to play him. Dangerous they're, they're, they're an immensely dangerous. If that's who he's going to be now, towards the end, I think he got a little gassed. He said as much on Bally Sports Arizona. That's okay. I, I don't think he was expecting to play that many minutes. They were really ragged the last five minutes of that game. They were very, very fortunate to hold on they and collapsed. win. Oh, they did. Well, they I mean, collapsed. They, they, and Memphis just applied all his pressure, and the Suns did not know how to handle it at all. But Ayer Williams was making every shot well, possible. 77 feet from the basket. Oh, three-quarter oh, heave. Oh, my God, that was incredible, that, that shot. But, no, that, the, I, I agree with you about the long term. But I think of the short term, too, because that, that version of Chris Paul – is better than anybody they can acquire at the trade deadline. Can they acquire that version of him for the last 30 games of the no. season and the postseason? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. And and that, to me, is what fuels this idea that when the playoffs come, seeding doesn't matter. That's not going to be a team you're going to want to play as long as Booker's healthy, as long as they stay healthy, and as long as that version of Chris is around, they're going to be a very dangerous team to play in the playoffs. Very dangerous. And while we're at it, can we give it up to Mikkel Bridges? Boy, he has been good. If you go look at that game last night and you you look at what was happening after they made this incredible run, 12 nothing run, Bain three-point plays, Ayer scored on a dunk, Adams had a tip-in, Ayer with another three, Bain with a runner. Mikhail comes up big, three-pointer to make it 103-91, and then he'd hit another three-pointer to make it 107-93 with 350 left. Even with all of that, 
Memphis made a run of it, and they got it down to 112-110 with seven seconds left, and then Memphis turned the ball over. Adams trying to save it. That's after Dario hit two free throws. But I thought two of the biggest baskets late with two three-pointers by Mikhail Bridges. Yeah, his last nine games or so, he's averaging about 20 points per game, mm-hmm. five and a half assists. He's shooting about 47%. So the question, they've won three straight games now. The back-to-back games over the weekend against the Pacers and the Grizzlies, and of course the Nets on Thursday night, the return of Cam Johnson. Monty was asked last night, is a corner being turned? I think once we get everybody playing together and then, you know, sooner or later we're going to add Book back to the mix, I think it just takes time to get a team rhythm. You got Saban out there playing with D. Lee and Ish and th- that group, they've had about that much time together. So I think it takes us, it's going to take us a minute to find a team rhythm. Once we do, I think we can be pretty good. But just like that, Gambo, just like that, they're in seventh in the West. And three games in the lost column away from the fourth seed and the in schedule, the Western Conference. The schedule's pretty easy. Charlotte. Um, Let's take a look at that schedule. Toronto, yeah. San Antonio. They play some weak teams coming up right here. All right, the All-Star break. Well, not the All-Star break. The trade deadline is February 9th. To your point, they've got Charlotte on Tuesday, yep. Dallas on Thursday, San Antonio on Saturday, Toronto on Monday. Okay, that, I mean, that's, that's their next four games. Three very winnable games. Very manageable. Yes. Then Atlanta, then Boston, then Detroit, then Brooklyn, then Atlanta, then Indiana again. I mean, it, it, it starts to level out a little bit. But yeah, it, that tough stretch, they got through it. They survived it. I think there's a chance for them over these next three games or so to make some hay as long as they can keep these guys back. Now, they got to watch Chris's minutes a little bit. Got on the little high side last night, right? We want to be careful with him and make sure we're not we're not using him too much too soon so he suffers some sort of injury. It's one thing to get him healthy, Gambo. you got to keep him healthy. I, th- I had a thought last night. It's a crazy thought. It's okay. a crazy thought. Hit me. You're in a first-round series against the Dallas Mavericks. You win the first two games at home. Or say you're playing anybody, you win the first two games. You rest the do you rest the healthy Chris Paul? He wore down in the playoffs, playing every other day. Hmm. Can you? Aff- I mean, it's a crazy thought because you know nobody's going to, no coach is going to do that. Could you sit a healthy player in a playoff game to manage his? You know his because if he's playing every other day and you, you're planning to go deep in the playoffs, it, it's it. There's, a, there's, more, there's more of a chance it's not going to work. Can you sit out a healthy player in the middle of a series? It's an interesting thought. If you're thought. up to nothing. Yeah, uh, if, if you're, you're up, up to nothing. And, and, and you say, you know what? I, and, and, but not, not if you're down to nothing. Not if it's 1-1. Yeah. Uh, my point is if you could get up to nothing in a series. Then you, now, you may say, listen, I think the better thing is to try to end this thing in four and give him a longer rest. I could see that. Um, that being a kid, but he seems to wear down when you play in, you know, every other day. Yeah, he, he, he does. And, and that's why, like, you know, and that's an interesting question. And I, I think one will have to continue to think about, I think nobody's going to do it. No, probably not. But it's, it's, I'll tell you what, I don't think it's a bad thought. I, I think it's not one of those ones. I just automatically reject and say, no way. Don't do it. I think you at least think of something like that. He had 22 points, uh, six rebounds, 11 assists. He played 38 minutes. Even Monty said afterwards, the total was way too high. One of the, thing to talk about the streaking sons who have won three straight games and even though it was a it wasn't as a high profile game because cam johnson sat and chris paul wasn't back gotta give it up for josh Kogi on saturday night against the indiana pace it was absolutely unbelievable i couldn't believe what i was watching were the highest 
energy games you're going to see out of a guy. He was tremendous Saturday against Indiana. And not just offensively, defensively as well. There were two plays in the fourth quarter, one where he blocked the shot by Nembhardt, and another one where he stripped Benedict Matherin on a fast break. Two incredible defensive plays. The masked man, Josh Okoji, was all over the place. 24 points, 11 out of 15 from the free throw line, 10 rebounds, 4 assists. The Suns bench in that game, by the way, had 61 points. That's pretty amazing. Oh. The bench had 61 points. Who was on the bench? Yeah. yeah. 61 points out of your bench in that game. There was a tweet I took a screenshot of on Saturday night after that game. It was from a Suns fan uh, down in Australia who tweeted out that there are nine Phoenix Suns who played 15 or more minutes on Saturday night. Seven of the nine were either uh, veteran minimums, two-way contracts, or a 10-day contract. Yeah. That's nuts. But that's, that's what you – That's what you – and that's – that's what you get when you've got max contracts for Booker and Paul and Aiton and you got big contract for McHale. When you start getting having to pay four guys really, really big money, yeah. that's that's what your bench ends up becoming. And I know, and Kellen made this point in his write-up of the Pacers game. Look, I, I get there's a lot of fan angst over kind of James Jones not doing anything in terms of a trade or like bolstering the lineup. One thing that James Jones continues to show a really good touch with is finding players like that. Finding a Kogi, finding a Saban Lee, finding... Yeah, but let me take it a step further. Though, no, please do. James's belief really is that he... There's a lot of older veteran players out there. Not just like a Carmelo Anthony or somebody. James's belief is that those old, broken-down players are not going to be better than what Josh Okoji gives you or Damian Lee gives you. He put together the roster... These are the guys that are playing. He doesn't think that he could go find a guy on the street that's not playing basketball that's going to be better than what Josh Okoji or Damian Lee or Jacques Landel is right now. Yeah. And that's why if I go get a guy, he's going to be behind those guys. A lot of people don't understand that, but that, that is the thought process that the guys that he has are the guys that have to step up and fill the void for what, what's out right you now. You can text us your thoughts on the FanDuel text line at 620-620 right now. So this past weekend, we learned who would play in the NFC and AFC Championship games. We're going to focus on probably the most conversation-worthy game of the four. 49ers-Cowboys. What stood out? Next, Burns and Gambo. The Burns and Gambo Need to Know Twitter Poll presented by Sanderson Ford. Eric Ruby is here with today's Twitter Poll question of the day. Good afternoon, Eric. Happy Monday to you. Happy Monday, guys. Yeah, so we got the final four uh, for the NFL. I noticed today the betting odds for all four are remarkably close. Like, there's, there's a favorite but the odds between all four of them, there's not much variation. Like you could, you could get just about the same odds with any of the four. Really? Yeah, that's how close it is. That that's exciting to me. That's like, okay, we we could have ourselves a real kick-ass Super Bowl here in a few weeks. No matter what really happens this weekend, the field is that good. So, with that in mind, groups. What you well, got? I think there might have been a little miscommunication between the two of us in our pre-show poll planning because this question is about the head coach of the Arizona Cardinals. There was some miscommunication because I thought we were going with what team do you think will win the Super Bowl now that it's whittled when down? We were before. talking and about I thought, picking from who you want to who you will. Yeah. I thought we were talking about head coaches. What did you and think? I, I thought you guys were going to have. Do you have Ray Stevens song "The Streak" in your Spotify? <laughs> that one's in the yes draft. Or no, that one's waiting in the draft. I, I just really thought that that was going to be it. Yeah. You know what I want to do before uh, the Super Bowl? Just I want to do this. Does Gronk? Does Gronk make the kick or not? Because I'm, well, I gotta be honest with you. Like I'm kind of excited about that now. <laughs> I really am. I haven't, I haven't given I mean, that I, one much th- thought. Th- does Gronk make the damn kick or not? 
That's that's you. You really want to know? I'm huh? just like I don't know. I'm just like. The more they keep selling it to me, the more I keep buying it. They are selling it. They're they selling are, they it. They are selling it. All right, I'm like, yeah. I mean, all right. Yeah, live radio's fun. I thought it was one thing, it's another. Let so. me get this out of the way. And now, see, look, I just did it again. This might be one of the dumbest shows on radio. <laughs> this, is just, this is just quite a segment yeah, that's here. Fine. You guys want to hear the question? Yeah, no. You, hey, you're in charge of the poll okay. question, so We've it's yours, man. I just thought I knew guys, what it was. About who you guys want as a head coach for weeks now. Want, want, want. No. Prediction time. Who will be the next head coach of the Arizona Cardinals? You know, I, I always tell my kids, it's not what you want, it's what you need. There you go. What do you need? Because I'm not going to give you everything that you want. But if you need it, I'll get it for you. You need underwear, I'll get you underwear. You need new batting gloves? I'll get you new batting gloves. You want a new Xbox? You're not getting it. Wow. Sometimes. I know, I, what do you need? Well, I know what I know what Q wants and needs now, now that we just had that. No, I just said I'm just coming up with stuff. <laughs> Underwear, you know? check. Batting gloves, check. What do Q, you want? You're not getting the new Xbox. You can't get everything you want. You can get some of the things you want. Uh, what do the Cardinals need? Um, what do they need? They need a tough-minded, no-nonsense, um leader of men type alpha male type so put me down for brian flores that's who i you who's it I, who do who, i think who do you who will be i think brian who flores will, will be the next be. head coach of the arizona Cardinals. who's my four options you've got sean payton D'Amico ryan's vance joseph brian flores but we also said comment uh, your pick if they're not listed so feel free to go wherever put me down for sean payton Sean Payton. Zip, Put me down for Sean Payton. Now that I know that he's coming to town. Ooh. Now that I know he's coming to do an interview. So this isn't who you want. This is who you think will get it. Yes. Okay. Wow. Yes. D'Amico Ryans is not interviewing. Doesn't seem like anytime soon, no. I'm going Sean. I'm going Sean Payton. Okay. This one yeah. is an absolute blowout. But Sean Payton not leading the way. 55.2% think Brian Flores will be the next head coach of the Arizona Cardinals. That seems too easy. Almost, right? There's all the connections and everything. It seems easy. It's, Maybe it will end up being that yeah. way. Only 20.8% going with Sean Payton. 15.7% going to Miko. 8.3% going Vance. Alright, thank you for the poll question. Sorry about the miscommunication. My bad. We do have it down to final four teams now in the NFL. Final play looks like barring a penalty. Prescott over the middle of the turret. Gets smoked right away. And that with the 49ers back to the championship game. The hell was that? <laughs> the hell was that? What the hell was that last play? What was the last? What, what happened in the last three minutes? Well, I know, but the Cowboys last... get the ball. Three minutes left. They don't even complete a pass. It's, 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 three it's... minutes left. You're down. Go get, get. They don't go anywhere. Gain no yards. Punt the ball. They punted. They probably should have went for it on fourth and they ten. They should have gone for it on fourth and then ten. Then they get the ball back, and then what are they, like, throwing the ball out of bounds? And, like, you know, I was a disaster. Dalton Schultz doesn't Absolutely. get both feet down. How he doesn't do you get not out drag of bounds. I, I, it, How do you not drag that foot? It, it, it's, the, it's the same. This is, okay, I was a week early, all right, on our bet with the Cowboys last. I was just a week early. Right. This is why the Cowboys are a terrible bet this time of year. It, it's it's why it's just so easy to count them out this time of year. I just was a little premature in yes. counting them out because they just do this stuff. They do this stuff every year in January where they have these moments where they're not well clo- coached. They're not well disciplined. They don't really think it through. They don't really. They, they just make mind numbing mistakes like this. And it's the same thing. When they 
decided every to, year. You see how long it took them to, to punt the freaking ball? You, you're punting it back to them? They wasted like 20 seconds on that play alone. Go punt the ball. Just punt the ball. What are you standing there Save for? Save yourself 20 seconds. Go punt it. What are you waiting for? To yeah. punt? The, the clock's ticking. Punt the football. No, I mean, I was talking specifically about that last play. That might be Ezekiel Elliott's last snap as a member he was terrible. of the Dallas he Cowboys. Was, and he was, he was literally brutal. the center on the play. I know. He Ineligible. He's ineligible. Trucked as soon as he snaps the ball. And then the guy they throw the ball, they were obviously trying to set up some yeah. sort of lateral type play. And the dude just gets left. And then he got to dump it to Turpin. <laughs> he just flattened. Game over. Uh, 49ers head to Philadelphia. Cowboys go home again. Yeah. The Cowboys go home. I want to talk about the Cowboys just for a second. Please, please. Dak Prescott's not your guy. No. Like, he's one of those classic, throw him in there with the Jay Cutlers of the world, Phillip Rivers, th- th- those type of quarterbacks, Kirk Cousins. Mm-hmm. You're, you're going to pay a guy $40 million a year, and he's going to fail you when you need him most. No there was eight quarterbacks that played this weekend. Only one of those eight quarterbacks threw more than one interception. You know who that was? Dak Prescott. Dak Prescott. Uh-huh. Eight quarterbacks played. Only one guy threw more than one pick. That's Dak Prescott. You can't, like, you You get to a point, like, certain people, I'm a true believer in this in life, certain people can only get you so far. Mm-hmm. They can only get you so far. Buck Showalter's of the world. Not going to win a World Series with Buck Showalter because he just winds people too tight. You're going to, like... There are certain people, and there are certain quarterbacks that are only going to get you this fight. He's going to win a bunch of regular season games. But when push comes to shove, he gets outplayed by Brock Purdy. Doesn't make any plays. <laughs> the only guy I wanted to throw the ball to is CeeDee Lamb. Like, there's other guys out there. I just you know, CeeDee Lamb. Like, that was it. Zeke was terrible. Um, I mean, Dallas's defense rose to the occasion. They were really good were early in that really game. Really good early really in that good. game. They got after Brock Purdy hard in that game. Right. And then, you know, San Francisco was able to grind it out. And then they've got a field goal kicker who's never missed a field goal in a postseason. Robbie Gould's never missed a postseason field yeah. goal. That guy's great. Yeah. And then you've got the <laughs> kicker who flubs the first extra point. And then you didn't make a decision to kick a longer field goal. You didn't trust him. You went for it. But then eventually they let him kick field goals and he knocked down two of them. Did you see Robbie Gold before the game, the pregame video of him that was circulating? He was practicing field goals. He was standing on his own sideline, even with the goalposts. So he's looking at just a yellow stick, right? He was hitting the yellow pole. He was probably like 15 yards out. But just to practice his dead-on accuracy... He nailed the yellow pole from about 15 yards out. It was, it was, it was incredible. Yeah. It's like this is everything that Dallas could dream of their kicker being. But this one yesterday wasn't about their kicker. It was early. It wasn't late. And I have never, ever seen a national broadcast cut to the, quick, the kicker as quickly as Fox did after Dallas scored that first touchdown. I didn't see the ruckus in the beginning. What was going on before the game started? There I, were, mean, did you, I didn't I, I didn't saw it. There were, Niners, there were Niners personnel that was kind of like hovering around Maher when he was trying to do his pregame warm-ups. Just and, trying to mess with him? Absolutely. Getting to his head? And there were like Cowboys people oh, who were trying to wow. push him away, and there was a little bit of a ruckus. It wasn't like a full-blown fight or anything, but they were absolutely talking smack to him before the game, and they kind of had to be separated a little bit before I mean, that- the game. Prescott missed five games this year. He's still tied for the league lead in interceptions. You're not going to win with no. Dak Prescott. I mean, no. you're just not going to win. No, you're not. Did you see his own team's social media account trolled him? The, the Cowboys o- social media The account? official Dallas Cowboys Twitter account. No way. Tweeted out this no morning. Way. Dak Prescott gave away the ball twice in the narrow loss to the 49ers in a matchup the Cowboys had a chance to win if they didn't again generate self-inflicted wounds. That this, guy's fired. This is, yeah, that guy's fired. That social media guy. Yeah. 
Your resume awaits, uh, right? Indeed.com like is for you. That's like Eric running the Burns and Gambo page, like, you know, ripping us. <laughs> Burns and Gambo had a terrible show today. It was freaking awful. It should have been an A, but, like, they weren't prepared for the show at all. It's like, come on, they, man. It really, truly is sometimes the dumbest show on radio. Yeah. It, it might be true, but, man, you yeah. tweeting stuff like wow, that. Wow, the Cowboys social media page did that? Yeah, just their Twitter account. They tweeted that. was out. a very, hey, that's a, a guy that's dream job was to work for the Cowboys. He loves him to death. He got and he's pissed that Dak Prescott screwed up yesterday. <laughs> so he decided to put it on Twitter. I'm telling you. 27 straight years without making an NFC championship for the Dallas Cowboys. 27. They made it to the divisional round in 2016, lost to Green Bay. 2018, lost to the Rams. And then this year to San Francisco. <sighs> can't get over the hump. You paid a guy $40 million can't. a year can't. and you can't get now. Zeke was terrible. Um, you know, Pollard, Pollard broke his leg. Hurt. That was tough. Right? I think that's what he did. He broke his leg. But yeah. And in San Francisco, listen, they did a great job of shutting down Christian McCaffrey. I mean, they did a really good job of shutting him down. And give the de- Cowboys defense gave themselves a great chance to win the football game. Yeah, that uh, that game to me was because uh, they were just all up in Brock Purdy's mustache the whole first half. He couldn't get anything done. His numbers, when he was pressured, they were terrible in the second half. He made a couple of big passes. Well, though, the, didn't the, he? The, the pass to Kittle was a big, big pass. Yeah. And, and he did make a couple big plays. I thought the key for them, they go on a 10-play drive and then a 13-play drive in the second half. And that was it. And it within those moments, he made a couple of big plays. He got support from his run game. It was much better in the second half. They dealt with the pressure a little bit better than they had before. San Francisco's defense was great. They're always very, very good. I loved the third and 12 pass to Brandon Ayuk. Yeah. The third and two to Brandon Ayuk for 10 yards that set up the field goal that put him up 19-12. Loved that pass. The Kittle pass was, you know, for 17 yards. I mean, that was an interesting uh, play. But they... You know, they, they had those they had those couple of big drives. The one drive started on their nine yard line and they they ended up with uh the touchdown with McCaffrey. He made it sixteen nine. That was a good solid drive. I mean that was a that was a good drive for them. A big play to Kittle for twenty nine yards and then um, you know, a bunch of Christian McCaffrey and then use check getting the ball down to like the two, three yard line. That was a that was a good drive. Yeah, I know it's all about the Cowboys this morning. The 49ers were able to weather that storm and, and honestly for me in terms of you know, tests that you have to pass, I think Brock Purdy might have just passed the toughest that he's gonna face in terms defensively. This postseason, that's a really tough defense. He played and he passed the remember, test remember yesterday. This. Four guys on Eagles with ten sacks or more. I know. I, I, there's Four another, guys, ten th- sacks. There's or another more. one coming. I, I just I don't know if it's going to be as bad as it was against Dallas. We'll see. When we come back, switching sides of the bracket. Saturday gave us the entirety of Kansas City a giant scare, but in the end, Patrick Mahomes remains magical. How much magic does he have left this weekend? That's next on the Burns and Gambo Show. Welcome. Burns and Gambo. Afternoons on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. McKinnon sprints in motion to the near flat. Mahomes now steps up in the pocket, throws right wide open back in the end zone. Touchdown, Kansas City. Marquez Valdez Scantling on a six yard touchdown. There is not going to be a limb in this country that's going to be discussed more. Than the ankle of one Patrick Mahomes all week long. Yeah. Right? Right. And now he's still going up against a Cincinnati team that Burrow's 3-0 against them. I know. And, and they and, beat him last year. And I believe 
all of those wins are in Kansas City? Uh, are they? I, 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 well, at least yeah. two of them are. I, I think I think all of them are. I, I mean, it, it's, yeah, it's, it, it's suddenly for Kansas City. Now, if Mahomes is healthy, all right, let's go. But if the, it's a high ankle sprain, I imagine if this were the regular season, Mahomes would be missing some time. We'll talk more about that game as it goes on. Okay. But, if, but if we're talking about what happened on Saturday – when Kansas City eliminated the Jacksonville Jaguars 27-20, it's impossible to talk about that game without talking about the Mahomes injury. It looked gruesome on the field when it happened, and he, and he was limping around. He finished the series. It came, Andy Reid made him go into the locker room and take x-rays and all of that. They held on. He came back. Chad Hetty, give him some credit. Chad, you got you give him some credit. locker room when he got that game ball yeah. afterwards, right? right. Yeah, like, like they were going 98-yard drive for yep. Chad Henney from Huge. his own two-yard line. That was really cool to see. It, it really was. And here's a guy who was a second-round draft pick out of Michigan, and he's been a starter at a couple of different spots in his career was never really that good was just decent enough but then hung on he's been the uh, you know been a backup here for a number of years and he gets the opportunity to go in there and play after the injury and he just he did great he came in that's a first half he comes in gives it to Kelsey for five yards then there's a run Pacheco for 10 and on a third and three he hits Tony for six then on another third and three he hits Kelsey for five plus the roughing the passer and then he had the big play by Pacheco for 40 yards and then a touchdown to Kelsey like damn yeah Damn. Like, all, damn. Right. Came in the game, 12 plays, 98 yards, 17-7 Chiefs with Mahomes on the bench. Yeah, I think he took, like, 13 snaps all season long during the regular season. I think he was 0 for 2 passing. Yeah, he was. He was 0 for 2. Because I, I saw that number and I wrote that down. I looked. I, I was I was interested in his snaps, too. Just to okay. see how many times he got out there. I think he played, like, 13 snaps He didn't have a completion. Season. He no, had no completions all year. He was 0 for 2. And then he yeah. comes in and he pits Kelsey for 5 yards and then Tony for 6 and then Kelsey again and Kelsey again, then Kelsey again. That's pretty nice. You know, when you come in, you've got that guy to throw the ball to. I haven't completed a pass all year. I'm just going to throw it to that guy. Well, that guy, Travis you know, Kelsey. And you notice this, and we might get into this throughout the course of the day, too. That was one of the real trends from these four games was the tight end position. I did. George I Kittle was a, was a monster. Mm. Travis Kelsey was a monster. Um, uh, uh, Knox was, I, I mean, that was that was one of the real trends this weekend was Dallas tight end Godard. stepping up big. Yeah. Kelsey was the leading receiver for his team. Kittles was the leading receiver for his team. Um, Hurst was the second leading receiver by two yards. He had five catches for 59 yards. Schultz had five catches for 27 yards and a touchdown. Goddard was big for Philly. Goddard, yeah. Goddard had five catches for 58 yards and a touchdown. But three, Knox led his team in receiving. Kittles led his team in receiving. Kelsey led his team in rece- receiving. Goddard was second for his team in receiving. Hurst was second for his team in receiving. The tight ends were made a huge difference in these playoff games. A huge difference. Andy Reid today talking about the high ankle sprain for Mahomes. Here's the latest. As far as injuries go, really, Patrick uh, is uh, the the main one. And as you guys know, he hurt his ankle. So it's, uh, that's, uh, um, you know, it's been reported that it's a high ankle sprain. So that's pretty accurate. Okay. That's pretty accurate. Now, how the hell is he going to play? That, it, how the hell is he going to play on a high ankle sprain? He's going to. It's probably going to be shot up. 
right? I mean, it's probably I'm sure he's going to have what what does Wolf call it? The blue juice, right? I think the the, the kind of the painkiller stuff that you get. I'm sure he's going to be all shot up. I'm sure he's going to be feeling no pain out there. Is he going to be able to plant on it? Is he going to be able to push off on it? Is he going to be able to get his usual oomph in his throws? He'll play. But you got to think his – now, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe he doesn't, and maybe he's just too much of a liability out there, and he's going to get hurt, like, even worse than what he's hurt now, and they'll just go with Chad Henney. i got to imagine either he doesn't play and they're in trouble, or he does play and he's very limited in gamble. They might be in trouble either way with that. Well, because of Burrow. Yes. I mean, they get all these offensive linemen down. Burrow comes in there, and they just absolutely dominate the Buffalo Bills the way they did. I was, I couldn't be more impressed with Cincinnati. I mean, I'm starting to get to the point where I'm wondering why, like, everybody, like, this. Cincinnati made it to the damn Super Bowl last year, but they weren't even, nobody picked them as the favorite this year. It was Buffalo. It was Kansas City. It was, oh, Buffalo's going to play Kansas City. It's going to be at a neutral site because, like, man, <laughs> Cincinnati's like, dude, like we were in the Super Bowl last year. Like, come on. I, I listen, I give Burrow all the credit in the world. That Mixon was unreal in that game. He Mixon was. Mixon was so good. Yeah, he was. He so was. good. I mean, Burrow was great, but Mixon was fantastic. Wow. That was a perfect one-two punch. The offensive line was great. The defensive great. line was great. We'll right. talk about the Bengals and the Bills a little bit later on in the show. Um, but, yeah, now Mahomes has to get ready for that. Um, his, here's, here's the thing to keep in mind with Patrick Mahomes, okay? According to NFL's next-gen stats, after he returned to the game in the second half, Patrick Mahomes didn't throw one pass outside of the pocket. During the regular season, he led the NFL with passes outside the pocket, right? That's his game. That's moving around, moving the pocket, getting out of the pocket, making throws. He didn't try that one time on Saturday after he came back into that game against Jacksonville. Uh, and that's where it safe. gets a little problematic. Yeah, I, I don't know. Does the extra time help? He talked about that, the extra time, right? He's got an extra because they played Saturday, yep. and it was the early game, so he's got a little bit of extra time to kind of get right. But here's the thing. You know, you know you've got Chad Henney, he's a veteran quarterback. You're at home. You got time to get him ready and get him prepared. I'm sure he's going to take a lot of snaps because Mahomes is just going to be, you know, just rehabbing and rehabbing and getting getting work done on that ankle to get it right. So you're in a position where, you know, he he'll get all the treatment in the world. They'll take it day by day and just get him try to get him right for Sunday. And if not, if it seems like he can't go early, you pull the plug on it and you go with Chad Henney. The most consecutive conference championship game appearances by a quarterback head coach duo. Five. Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid. Now have five. The record is Brady and Belichick. They did eight. Ken Stabler and John Madden did five. Mahomes and Andy Reid have done five so far. It's damn impressive. It's so impressive. It was. And I listen, Jacksonville hung in there for they a did. while in that game. It was 20 to 17 with a 11.49 left in the fourth quarter. And then the two big, you know, the big plays, the fumble by Agnew and then the interception by Watson did Jacksonville in at the end. But they would give Jacksonville credit. They hung in there and they made a game of that. All right. So we are getting closer and closer to Super Bowl 57. And I got to tell everybody right now, now that it's down to four teams and all four of these teams look very capable of winning the Super Bowl, you're going to want to get in on this because Bud Light, FanDuel and Arizona Sports wants you to be at Super Bowl 57 in person. Text the word SUPER to 620-620. Register and listen for your name starting February 6th, and you'll score a pair of tickets to the Super Bowl. Plus, you'll 
win tickets to the following events as well. The FanDuel Party, the Bud Light Music Fest, and the Super Bowl Experience. So again, text the word SUPER to 620-620. It's all access, and it's presented by Bud Light and FanDuel. When we come back, the Arizona Cardinals made a new hire over the weekend. What does it say about Monty Austin Fort? And what does it say about the renewed emphasis on the draft? We'll talk about it coming up on the Burns and Gambo Show.